0: No Near sighted gynecologist and puppies have in common? What? Wet noses. Uh, why do mermaids wear seashells? Why? They outgrew their bee shells. See, because they're booze and they're bigger and it's like... Well, you know. See, you know. They're becoming women. Yes, hello. Are, are they? Girl, Man. you'll be a mermaid <laughs> soon. <laughs> Hey, this is Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Super Bowl edition. The (laughs) post-glow of the Patriots 38-24 win over the hapless
1: Los Angeles Rams. I thought it was more 24-27.
0: As long as he won. (laughs) Fourth wall, uh, we are 48 hours away from kickoff, but I I got a good feeling, Joe. Got a good feeling. You had that same feeling last year. Shut it. But the year before, I had a good feeling too. True. Uh, anyway, so we will we'll, we'll talk about that in sport. Uh, but more importantly, let's move on to fat shaming week number three. Wow. So, uh, got on the scale the other day. It laughed. A, a quite two sixty one. Uh, but uh, the guys from FNH, and maybe I should throw you on the, the the next group text about this. But when I started skating a few weeks ago. It, it, talked about at length here. I sent a video and I've been doing it every week since then. I couldn't go Thursday cause I had to go to New York for a business thing. Drive out there Thursday morning. Uh, so I had to go Tuesday and it had the same lineup online schedule. I get there early cause they always let me out on the ice. Uh, Public skating, <laughs> public mm. public skating. Uh, I did it anyway. So it's like the only window I had this week, and I'm like, I was. I'm determined not only to just lose eighty pounds by Memorial Day, but to, uh, I'd say, lead the team in scoring. But I haven't done that before. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, let us be a little realistic. You
1: led the team in scoring with the ladies. Hello. <laughs> um, Hence the Powerade zeros that we're drinking. Yeah, courtesy of you today. So
0: I am a. I'm on day five of no soda, no bread, and no junk, and uh, oh, okay. you know trying to trying to stand her fifteen hundred calories. It, it will work down. It's I'm doing the um, the My Fitness Pal thing again. And My the-
1: Fitness Pal, yeah. <laughs> My Fitness Pal, yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the best thing about all it is is a lo- you you just log everything that you eat, and it like totals it up and it breaks down. You know,
1: I usually log everything that I eat. <laughs>
0: Right, how it into works? He right into the propeller he uh, walked right into the propeller. um but the best thing about it is if you're honest with it and in it doesn't matter what you're eating, you're diligent about putting things in there. every time you go to eat something, I hear my mom's voice saying, "Honey, you don't need to eating honey, you really you' you're, you're you're too old now.
1: was well, your mom like June
0: cleaver? No, my mom, what does your mom really sound like? That's <laughs> Sean, you don't need that. What, honey, are you a por- what are you, a porker? Honey, honey, I'm just, I'm just worried about you. Now, as she's saying it, she will literally, anybody who's been around, you will see this Sunday. As my mom is handing me, like, a Patriots cupcake, honey, you really don't need to be eating this food that I'm throwing in your fat little face. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want some meatballs with your lasagna? Oh, wait, you don't eat the meat because you're one of them. Yeah, It doesn't have a lot of meat in it. And then she does the Tinkerbell thing with her hand like Mr. Roper (laughs) on.
0: (laughs) But uh, but so, that's and I know Sunday, I'm I'm falling off the wagon. So if I can get six solid days and Sunday be still no soda. If I can go no soda watching the game and just eat the stress food. But I've worked out five days this week. uh, Five days soda free. Five days bread free and snack free. I get through tomorrow. It will be day six of all that Plus, the absolute overwhelming anxiety, I've got to be burned off like 30 pounds in the past 24 hours.
1: You know what must be the most exercised muscle in your body is your thumbs. Because you're killing it on Twitter. (laughs) How can I... I can't, you know, go 10 seconds on Twitter without seeing you sort of reply to or retweet something Patriot-oriented. One would think that you would be a Patriots nut.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, or as I like to call it, a lot of people call it Patriot porn. Like, all the clips. And my favorite thing that I think I tweeted out a thousand times is every time I see somebody post the same montage of all the talking heads from mid-season, from the eve of the playoffs talking about how the Patriots are done they won't win a game and doubling down after round one that they can't possibly win in Kansas City and my favorite thing is when somebody posts a highlight for either the Chargers game in the Kansas City not by a Patriot player and it's always the same and this is when the Chargers won the game wait hold on I'm being told the Chargers to not win the game that this was, in fact, made it a 28-point lead at this point for the Patriots, which <laughs> they went on to win. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in total dick mood. Um, we all know that by the time somebody's listening to this broadcast, I'm more insufferable than normal. Or on a complete media and friend blockout, <laughs> I'm not returning calls, text us, staying off Twitter, and you're only much-
1: accepting calls from Domino's Pizza.
0: <laughs> exactly, stress
1: and eating your way back to 275,
0: staying home and eating my feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wife hates that, by the way. What she she'll say to me, it's like, "Oh, what are you eating? My feelings," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I've said that in front of my oldest one, who's now repeated it, which no. she hates. And to her, I say. Am I lying? (laughs) (laughs) You might call it vanilla ice cream from Trader Joe's. I call it... uh, (laughs) Repressed emotions from
1: episode four, Daddy Issues.
0: (laughs) Still can't get over that one.
1: Nope. Uh, So so
0: that's a fat shaming of the week. Joe! Yeah? It's February.
1: Yeah, happy Groundhog Day.
0: Black History Month. Oh, we missed it. Now, with Helen Keller Month, I started the show with a Helen Keller joke each week.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: How far... Out of line am I if I st- – no just, no, just don't. don't, just no, don't. I but don't. I am the senior racist <laughs> correspondent on the show. Hey, if Martin Luther King Day is in January, why do they get – you see, that's the kind of stuff that you won't tolerate for the month. No. Do, do I have to wear a mega hat to do it?
1: A MAGA hat, yeah. MAGA. MAGA. Ma-
0: Actually, can I say maggot? Is that uh, the yeah, same the, thing? Maggot,
1: the maggot hat, yeah.
0: You know. I think I'm taking a knee during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh Maybe it's cold outside.
1: Damn straight. Darn tootin'. Not, well, actually, not anymore. It's, it's going to be warmed up by the time this airs.
0: We, by the time this airs, uh, what is it, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday Wednesday? Wednesday's supposed to hit, like, low 50s. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it has... Like, when I got in the car to drive to New York on Thursday, took a screen grab. Minus three. Mm. That's... Um, I'm not an expert, but cold. And what I love is when people... No names mentioned, Lotus, don't understand the difference between weather and climate. And no matter how many times you explain to people, okay, global warming melts the ice caps, the, the, the ice moves down, it, it cools the oceans, and as the wind flow comes across the country, yes, the climate as a whole is warming. The earth is warming and as an effect of the earth warming as a whole, where you live might get colder because of the jet streams and all this stuff. I couldn't explain it as well as our friend Ross or as well as somebody that the wife saw, saw a breakdown on Facebook and explained to him. And I don't know if you saw if she liked you about the Russian prostitutes. No, I did not see that oh. one. It's like, okay, Mr. President, it's like this. You know – when you pay a Russian prostitute to pee on your face, it feels really warm. But a few minutes later when you're there, it now feels cold. <laughs> and even though when one extreme came out hot, it can have an effect. It's still wet and it's cold and you still pay the Russian right.
1: prostitute to pee. on you. I saw somebody on Twitter say it, climate change is permanent, you know, it causes permanent damage. And weather is temporary it's kind of like you know your head you know it, it's bald, which is
0: permanent, but the comb over is a temporary that's effect. great that that that's as good as a Russian prostitute yeah a close second it, it it is pretty good uh, so I, I I almost had a fun week um, Nobody likes pretending they they're a lawyer more than well paid actors on TV. Mm-hmm. Or our friend John Taylor, or me, and it's just funny how if you know a couple few legal terms and you're not afraid to use it, like our friend Nick can defend himself in a case that he lost to a dead guy, and he's not our friend, and he's a pedophile. Anyways, but you know my niece, allegedly, is, my niece is in a landlord you know type thing. Long story short, somebody sublet one of the rooms. She's not. It's like you rent a room in this place. It's a college thing. You know, it's a college suite and they rent to college kids and you're renting one third of an apartment. One of the people left, sublet it to somebody who's not paying and the landlord's trying to strong arm them. And, you know, I am like, okay, well, just give me everybody's name and number and I'm happy to call. I know the law. It's like, you know, we, I, I knew I've known, the, I've known enough about the real estate law here to know you never want to fucking be a landlord. Ever, 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 every single law is written for, you know, tenants. Yeah. Um,
1: tenants rights, tenants rights, tenants rights.
0: And when we were – when management and I were house shopping and we were looking for a rental unit in it to set her mom up at the time and down the road have a rental unit in there or multifamily home, uh, the mortgage companies make you take these landlord classes. And I remember in the first 10 or 15 minutes in this like you know, four-hour class – We were looking at each other, and we both said, "What the fuck are we doing? Why, why, why would we do this?" That's why
1: there are bars on the windows. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so you can't. And uh, and so, you know, knowing all that and knowing the different things, um, you know, I was, and I I told my niece, "It's like, look, you're a dumb college kid. Let's let's put everything out on the table. You're a dumb college kid. The only." The only tool, the only resource they have, is to scare the shit out of you. Uh, And and I read through release. It's like, yeah, you're not your brother's keeper, you know, because you and the other roommate are still there. They're trying to, you know, you know, get you guys to fork up this. You're not responsible. They can scare you. There's nothing they can do about it. And I can, I always start off letting people know we can handle this the easy way, and this is it. And I told her, it's like, you know, it costs more to get you out then for you to be there you got three more months of college you know what i mean just stay stay current and all this stuff and then unfortunately the next day i guess the landlord came to this decision themselves and she's like oh no he sent us a letter we're all fine so you don't have to call him and i was like mm. but i got all this pent up rage <laughs> you know no oh, i got to take it out on my kids again damn it now i got to go to the rescue get a big dog adopt it <laughs> then kick it <laughs> and then have- now i would never Rescue a dog. Right. Kids <laughs> all. Uh, Anyways. Uh-huh. uh So, so, uh. Okay, well, so you, you came this
1: close to being unfrozen caveman lawyer. But I can,
0: so <laughs> close to actually being. Uh, but the best thing is, you know, my niece reached out, asked me for help. I was there and didn't have to do anything, so I get all the kudos for being there for her without actually having to do something. Kids, that's the way to go through life. Right. That's called mowage. Do as least as you possibly can, but get as much credit for it. Uh, and that's how you become a CEO. That's how you
1: become president.
0: <laughs> do you want to be, become president of Texaco Oil? Sure. The wash the sink in there. Then I'll be president of Texaco Oil? Doesn't even work here for 10 minutes and already wants to be president of Texaco Oil. Whatever happened to working your way up? But sir,
1: I don't work here. Not even for 10 cents an hour? Dollar 10 oh, an a hour. A dollar
0: 10 an hour? I don't want to say how much I'm making. But
1: let's just say it's a lot. Uh-huh. We could do the whole movie for you folks. This could be the <laughs> podcast. just us reciting the jerk.
0: Are two jerks reciting the jerk. Oh, God. Could, could be the name of the new Jerk podcast. on jerk. Oh, jerk off. There, there right. you go. Mm. Uh... So have you have you kept a running tab of how many people have officially thrown their hat into the ring for the Democratic uh, nominee for president? I think this morning,
1: it was Cory Booker was the latest when I woke up. And I think that was number eight or nine. I and mean, Kamala Harris, of course, was in the center of the row of faces. And I don't know. I saw Kamala Harris and then I saw Elizabeth Warren. And I'm like, it looks like they're kind of. Making it so that you're focused on one particular person.
0: Ta-da. Uh My question is, and, and this is in a good way, any old white guys throw the name in the hat officially yet? Uh, Joe Biden hasn't said no. He hasn't said no, but I don't know if he's officially jumped in. Oh, uh, what about the CEO of Starbucks? Did we talk about that last y- week? Yeah, but he's... He's an independent. He's running, you know, which... Fuck you. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Asshole. Um But that's the interesting thing when Cory Booker came in. I honestly think there are more women and minorities and minority women running for – legitimately throwing their name in the ring with credibility, with, with, with resources or, or um, – And experience. Experience, but the mechanisms in place to, to raise the capital and stuff like that, yeah. more of those women minorities – running for president than in the entire GOP party. Like, like yes. I, I really think. Right.
1: Yeah. I, you would be correct there, sir.
0: Uh, and, and good. And when you listen to, Oh, what, what are the, what is, what is, what is her nickname? Like low. They call, keep calling her low intelligence. Like, Harris, like that's one of her, oh, his name. Yeah, like low IQ. Oh, I didn't even, I, I don't even hear his. From oh, it was months ago when oh. when she was f- pushing back on stuff. Either way, uh-huh. have you heard her talk? Yeah, y- you know her background. No, she's pretty fucking smart. Yeah, like a, like not kind of smart. Like you know, you are kind of smart. I mean, this woman is fucking smart.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now I, I like Elizabeth Warren. Leaning Kamala Harris,
0: Um, you know, I, you know, it's you know both both her parents immigrants, uh, both doctors, mm-hmm. and you know I think it was her mom who actually got the got the tenure position at a university in Montreal when she was like in the third or fourth grade. I mean, yeah, Canada's like America light, but a lot better. Uh, but she's speaks other languages. She's lived. She's lived in another country. Her parents are from other countries. She's so much more worldly.
1: She's worldly. She's a senator. She's a woman of color. She's kind of the package. And in this day and age, you need the package in order to sell to the public. I think Kamala Harris might be the most broad-reaching possible candidate out of the, what, 200 so far?
0: And and she doesn't take shit or suffer fools. And... As smart as she is has the ability to sit down with anybody and have a straightforward conversation
2: mm-hmm.
0: Now I, I I'm really excited about the people that you know
1: and by the way she comes from, she's a senator from California, and California, as you know, is not exactly
0: all blue right uh but she's she's won in landslides mm-hmm. what i hope my only hope as I say it way too many times that they don't do the the circular firing squad and something that people have to be careful about and i wish the democrats had used more of the awful statements that other gop members made against blotus in their whole primary there were some people who were paying for billboards of all the things that ted cruz said about or that Bl- blotus said about ted cruz when ted cruz was running against you know beta That'll o'rourke work. yeah you know, putting it on billboards, and that's the kind of stuff, it's like, you can't have the nastiness in fighting, because if you're standing on a table bringing out shit on each other, one of the two of you is going to get this nomination, and although you might want it really bad, don't hurt your own party's chance of the final nominee by tearing them down so much in the primaries. You know, you can say, uh, you know, you know, I disagree with Elizabeth Warren's thing um, we both want Medicare for all, but this is where I would raise some money and this is how I would differ. Don't get up there and say, "Listen, bitch, <laughs> you know,
1: well, what's going to stop the Democratic super PACs from operating in tangent to these candidates and saying things, you know, sort of on their behalf and not really the same way the GOP does because GOP tactics as despicable as they are are effective." What's to say that the Democrats aren't going to usurp that and just use that to their advantage as we narrow down to the primaries in you know, a, a year and a half, a year you, and th-
0: You're not three supposed days. to coordinate with, your, with super PACs on your behalf. Right. Um, fun fact, you're not supposed to coordinate with Russia either on WikiLeaks things. Different Whatever. story. Um, but you can come out and say – you, Harris can come out right now and say. Booker can come out and say. There's a lot of great people in this. I'm going to support whoever wins. I think I'm the best candidate. Here is why. Instead of saying, this is, you know, like, I'm a better person than Joe. This is why. Just say, hey, this is what I feel confident about in me. You know, you don't have to tear the other person down for you to stand over them. You can elevate yourself by, and they all have, like we've just said, they're all experienced, they're all well spoken. They're all well educated. They're all, you know, worldly and stuff like that. And and the head of the head of the food chain with the DNC should pretty much say, "Here's the mandate. You know, you guys, it, it's going to get dirty mm-hmm. down the road with the other side. Let's not do their work for them now."
1: Well, I think what happened was, can we look at the DNC from 2016 and how they fucked things up completely? Completely fucked Absolutely up. Absolutely completely. It, w- now we know that De- Debbie Wasserman Schultz took the you know the hit for that, and she's gone. But have the Democrats learned from that? Are they going to get their shit together? Or are they going to be more organized and less less? Uh, oh, she's obviously. Oh, this person's obviously the the candidate for us. Months ahead of the February uh, the, uh, the Hillary convention.
0: was the. Um, w- what do you say when you expect to get the nominee? Oh,
1: like She was the heir
0: apparent. There was um, a different word that I'm thinking of. In 2008, yeah. it was her time in 2008. Yeah. She had been a senator. She had done very successful things. Obama pretty much came out of nowhere. He, was, he wasn't at even at the end of his first full term a Senate. He made a speech. And, and literally it all changed. They had a very bitter, contentious... Runoff between the two of them, as soon as Obama got it, whether she did it out of, out of the lover party, out of country first, or she knew where her bread was going to be buttered, was she the, the, the Clinton machinery changed gears and got behind Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like I said, it couldn't have been a harder fraud. I mean, again, you know Cinderella story. <laughs> out of nowhere, about to win the Masters Championship. <laughs> it's in the hole! It's in the hole! Uh, but, but that's, you know, and yeah, Bernie got screwed. Uh, who really knows what would happen if the DNC didn't play the game, but at the end of the day, his half-hearted Bernie bros, you know, hey, I'm voting for Hillary, you should too, wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It should have been, I'm turning my machinery around for this. Uh, you know, this is my one real shot at being president. It ain't going to happen, but I've amassed this war chest, this legions of followers. I mean, if... if Hillary-
1: well, was Bernie... We're basically saying...
0: I'm not, blame, I'm not blaming Bernie, to be clear.
1: Right, but you're thinking that the Bernie
0: campaign should have done more to help support the... 100%. The razor-thin margin. I mean, the razor-thin margin. There's three or four states that we're talking a few thousand,
1: like forty-nine, fifty-one, kind of percentage
0: points, right? Like, like fifty-one, fifty-point-one, forty-nine-point-nine, mm-hmm. and you're talking, okay, Bernie's been in Wisconsin where he's had an entire like. Hockey rank of 20, 25,000 people without the rank in the in ch- the chairs on the floor yeah. come to see him speak, who were all pro Bernie. If just the people who came to see him at that one event all voted, you know, either a lot of them either didn't vote, probably, and I don't know the math on this, probably a third didn't vote, a third voted for Hillary, a third voted for BLOTUS uh, as a protest thing, you know, because you yeah. had more people either being disenfranchised. I mean, and again, the same niece that I was just talking with this week, she had just turned 18. Her and my sister drove up to his campaign headquarters in Vermont, made a donation, bought a bunch of Bernie stuff, and she was... because. My my sister and I have been Bernie fans for a decade, and my niece was completely invested in it, and she wasn't shattered but was really disappointed, didn't love Hillary, didn't hate Hillary, but loved Bernie. But a lot of those people didn't turn around, and and that's the thing. When you're talking – like, again, the whole election came down to three or four states where – he could have, and again, I'm not blaming him, but I'm saying, who this time around, let's learn from the snakes. Let's maybe that would have helped. Maybe it will It wouldn't have hurt. Mm-hmm.
1: That's okay. for damn sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, we don't have something as polarizing among this pool of candidates as we did with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton.
0: And what I do like being positive is, you know, this this past couple of weeks, the House Democrats have been pushing their early agenda. And at the top of the ticket, or at the top of their wish list, which I couldn't be happier about, they are really putting together substantial voter reform. All the basic stuff that you and I have said for years, why isn't it a national holiday? Like, like why isn't it... Because Turtle McTurtleson says no. Right, but it's not going to be his choice. You know what I mean? It's like, at one point or another, if you can start this ground swelling, it may, maybe it if the House passes it, and, but there's also, I'll get to that in a second, but just focusing on the Repu- the Democrats haven't come in and said, let's go after impeachment. Let's make that priority number one. A lot of them have said, let's make that priority number one, but the Nancy Pelosi's, um, or as I like to call her, Nancy, has come in and said, let Mueller do his thing. We'll get there. You know, We, we right. got our own investigations and stuff to do, but- here are the priorities like the, as well as we did in the election yeah we still know what happened in georgia we knew what happened in florida we knew what happened in kansas there's other you know there's other towns in other states where the voter rolls were just thrown out the purges the the restrictions and stuff like that and they they have a very clear first and foremost make it a national holiday one of the biggest things is life's. You know, you got a job. you got to get the kids to school. You might not have the hour it takes to get across town, wait in line or vote or eight hours depending on where you are. Make it a national holiday.
1: Yeah, but that's a slippery slope because if you make it a national holiday, then everybody's going to be rushing out to their car dealers and getting the election that's day so specials. True. You know, they're going to be too busy, you know, saving money on mattresses and prostitutes. Wait, do they meth? have a, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> Does
0: know. meth take a holiday? And, but, but the fact that they have this whole thing, it's like... And there's been there's been a lot of lawsuits since the past election, making sure in certain places that this shit doesn't happen. Uh, automatically at 18, enrolled to vote, you can opt out. So we're not going to infringe on your right to not vote. Right. But if you want to vote, hey, you're registered. If you you know your are you know your oldest had to register for. Um, uh, what am I? What What do you have to register for the draft? What do you call that? Oh, social selective service. service. Selective service yeah, yeah. Y- you still have to do that when you're 18. There's no draft. Wink. Not Wink. yet. But the thing is, the Democrats, you know, have come in, have an agenda, a positive one. Like we're going to get shit done, and we have enough votes to start moving it oh, forward. Why
1: isn't that special? It really. <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> They're what,
0: trying. What's either very trying? What ha- the, the on the other hand, the GOP is still the GOP. It's been a month since the gavel's been passed. The GOP have, I believe it's like eight people on the House Intelligence Committee. They've lost like four seats. So the majority is with the Democrats now. They haven't had their first meeting yet because the, the, the GOP hasn't said, here are who our eight members are. We haven't selected our committee yet. Mm-hmm. They've really been dragging their feet. And the funny thing is the four seats they lost – all four members who, or the four seats he lost, they happen to lose four people who are on the committee who either didn't seek re-election or lost their election. So it's like, just give us the same people you had in January and let's get this thing going. And the reason they've been stalling is. All these transcripts of all the secret behind-closed-door meetings that the House have had, those transcripts cannot be – wouldn't be passed over to Mueller. Mm. They, They were voted on party line, and even though you had Donald Jr. and you go down the list of the people who came in and testified, Mueller doesn't have access to those files yet. Well, the first meeting that they have—that's the first thing that gets voted on. Here you go, yep. which the clocks run out. They—they've they've now named it. Within another week, he'll have it. And, and, and whether there's gold in there, I'm—I'm I'm inclined to think there's there's nothing that's been said in there that he doesn't know about. But you can't bring perjury charges for lying to the Senate until you actually have the proof, the the the, the transcripts.
1: Yep. All right. So. Um... What else is next on the world of awful?
0: Uh, I don't know if you saw it. like there's a there's a follow Mike Polk Jr. Guys, remember that um, the 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 hastily made Cleveland tourism videos. Yeah, big fan of that guy. Uh, he, you know he's had a comedy show for years. You know, in um, in Cleveland, really fun follow on on Twitter. Okay, like uh, I'm trying to think what college he went to, but some just absolute. Bitch hole, um, from the same school. Like you know, just posted herself, and and her her tweet the other day. I just went through TSA wearing my mega. Do you do you read it? Her
1: her name is Caitlin. Her her name is
0: uh, is is (laughs) Magda
1: Why? Why are they all Irish? Why? Trying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> why?
0: Well, Yeah. Okay. You know? Because because I'm I'm part Irish, so if I do another nationality, people say, "Hey, she's not Portuguese, man."
1: Yep. Right. I got you. Okay. So what about her? Yeah, she, just, she went
0: through. Her, did the, Did you actually see this the tweet that she sent out? Yeah, she was
1: wearing her maga maga hat and saying, uh, "Went through TSA." To show my support or uh, to, uh, troll, the to troll, troll the TSA to
0: show them how expendable and unimportant their jobs yes. are, and that their paychecks come from somebody else's paychecks. And so Mike Polk Jr. is like, oh, for maybe it's like Kent State or something like that." She goes, "Goes well. Yes, at Kent least at least Kent State's football team isn't the most embarrassing thing that I <laughs> from my alma mater because that's where he went and."
1: She, and she regularly poses with, like, machine guns. She's a
0: big um, – she has – and I don't want to promote her. Not that anybody who okay. listens to us would give a fuck. But she has some right to carry on campus. Hmm. Like, like, her whole big agenda is you should be able to carry machine guns on college campuses uh, to protect yourself. And so there's all these pictures of her walking around Kent State, you know, dressed, trying to be seductive, but with a machine gun. And you know that it's, like,
1: it's all an act. It's all. It's, it's all an it's act. All well, about. no,
0: with with the up aboves, it's an act. With people like her, I believe she believes it. And the I, funny I, thing is, I don't know. I think she. I
1: think she's an up and comer. She's just like you know an Ann Coulter kind of personality. Yeah, because
0: there's it, money in trolling. Right. There's serious money there, in trolling.
1: There's, there's like the, a ton of these like semi attractive right wing people who are like, hey, you know, if I lean into this and really like go full Andy Kaufman, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, you know, and Alex Jones type thing then there's money to be had in them that are assholes.
0: And what what I love is if you make – and again, I mean, I always go back to Jon Stewart when he would have somebody from the other side on and not shout over them. I mean there's been a couple times he's had people on like like Bolton and he's been – I have no idea why he's coming out, but I said he could come out and, and he's come out and, and Jon Stewart literally slapped the shit out of him cerebrally, politely, all the same. I'm not your – well, he went on crossfire. I'm, I'm not to do your that. monkey. But what
1: about the guy who was on the, the CNBC Mad Money guy?
0: Right, when he when he had that guy, that was ooh.
1: oh, because he, he would like pose a question and he would respond. The Mad Money guy would respond, you know, favorably in his favor and say, "Well, that's not what you said here." You know, it's like, "Why did this stock fail?" And then, well, I never said to and, invest in this stock. Well, here's a clip of you telling millions people of people to dump invest. everything yeah. you have.
0: So, what's great is when one of these. Idiots spouts just verbal diarrhea about like you know first of all how many people's paychecks don't come from other people's paychecks at one point or another you know it's like you know uh,
1: yeah, where c- does money come from daddy <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly but what is absolutely best is actually
1: wh- that was the question and the answer
0: <laughs> thank you and thank who are you who are you and how did you get in here uh, I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. Um, from Fletch, you're welcome and seen.
1: Self indulgent theater already, a little bit, it's,
0: isn't it? Always so trying to get back on the rails. What I love is when the GOP is all about small government, small government, and downsizing and downsizing. The biggest, most bloated government entities in the past ever have been co- has come into effect during government watch. The TSA. You know, came in under the government watch. You know, Department of Homeland Security, the biggest administration, you know, came in under George Bush. Uh, As the uh, the EPA, I think the EPK came in under Nixon. It did. There was a Nixon thing. Uh, uh, Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, you know. ATF. uh, You know, I think that was a George – I mean, you go – Huge bureau by huge bureau by huge bureau and how many of them. So when you get somebody like that just being stupid and ignorant and I'm thinking, man, I just hope somebody from the TSA decided she was a security risk. But here we
1: are. Why does it matter? Like is it – why? Right. Why does it matter? Because she has attention. Why does she get attention? Because people are feeding into it.
0: Um, uh, and that brings us to Roger Stone, who just loves attention, loves negative attention. What I love it, I, I tell you, I thought the highlight was just him being like, you know, dragged out at like four and not dragged out. I mean, you know, but I love the the champions of civil rights and how. People should not be treated when they're arrested at four in the morning by the FBI. And all these all these snowflakes, all these, uh, what is it, um, American Civil Liberty people. Oh, I mean the Fox News people who are so upset the show of force that came to his house and it was so unnecessary. Oh, that's what Roger Stone said. He
1: said there were more people that came to arrest him at his home than did execute bin Laden know he,
0: Bin Laden was treated better, is exactly what he said. And it's like, uh I don't remember Bin Laden being able to put his pants on and escorted out peacefully uh, <laughs> by SEAL Team 6. But moreover, the absolute furor of people like, I can't believe this. He's an old man. It's like, first of all,
1: he's jacked. Right. He's like in his 60s and he is. A fit
0: sixties. Uh, he's not this feeble. You didn't go and get my mother-in-law with dementia who can't walk out of the house. And what I love is like, how much of an asshole are you that all these FBI people were working without pay <laughs> to come and get you?
1: <laughs> like, well, they want to be on TV. You know. N-
0: now that that w- I was going to say, you know, being on TV. So Roger Stone loves to be on TV, and. I love Roger Stone being on TV coming out of the courthouse and all the signs as he came out of the court. Like for me the other day, I kept rewinding and reading the signs. Here are my favorites. This is a sign. Um, lock him up. Lots of lock him up signs. There, there's hack. Wh- which one?
1: No, I, when I said hack, I didn't mean you. Oh, right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello. Guilty as charged. Um, But this is a sign. Lock him up. There's one guy who shows up at a lot of these with Cohen and all who has a giant trader sign. Um, Trader as in Benedict Donald type trader, not Trader Joe's. Right. And my other favorite one, and I looked it up online, and I guess these guys have been doing it for a while DCBlackTours.com. (laughs) <laughs> it's a real thing. It's like people it's a, like you know, it's a historical tour of like you know blacks in DC, what they've built, and and you know I don't know if they go to Marion Barry's favorite you know Crack Corner, but but a real history of it. And I read the read the website. I want to take this tour, and it's great. But these people have been like, dude, we can't afford to advertise. Like we couldn't pay for advertisement this good, yeah. Because literally, I'm the perfect example. I go to DC. I'll go to D.C. this year. I, I like doing the tours. And after Spider-Man, I can't go see. Fuck Spider-Man for dropping knowledge on me. I can't go to the Washington so Monument. So you're
1: praising D.C. Black Tours for taking the same advertising campaign tactics as the God Hates Fags people. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to this God Hates Fags website, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe uh, maybe they have a point. <laughs> Exactly. No, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like, okay, so they, they were opportunists. All right, that's cool. But, like, you're only happy because they're not, like,
0: the guy well, who hates Well, well where do you weigh on the guy who had the sign? This is a sign.
1: <laughs> I went to thisisasign.com, and, <laughs> man, does he hate facts? I mean, <laughs> I
0: mean... <laughs> I mean the- <laughs> Put I the shovel down, Joe. Right, right. Stop thinking. That's <laughs> my job. That's my hole to take.
1: Oh my God, I suck. Oh, uh, help me, this Lord.
0: stall tactic. Am I going to have to edit Side. this whole no. segment out? No, because now, no, it's fine. We didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know it's a joke. We didn't
0: say anything half as offensive as I usually say every time I open my mouth. It's a
1: joke. I'm sorry. I, I didn't.
0: I shouldn't have said my that. My life's I a joke. Oh, do you have the lyrics? Now oh, we're getting yes. to oh. my favorite. My yeah, this is my favorite time of the week. This is my this favorite is part of the show. This is the
1: jock indulgent theater, I call it,
0: it which is fine. My jock indul- the jock indulgent theater is me having Joe read some of my favorite song lyrics from some of my favorite bands, as my uh, and because I gave our friend John Hunt from Fivehead. I think it's Fivehead.com is their website. Uh, Absolutely, one of my favorite bands. Uh, John's one of my favorite musicians. Uh, is also one of my best friends. And. Geez, why don't you marry him? I, you know, I, uh, in the state of Texas, is that legal yet? Because he lives in Austin. Um, he's single ish, anyways. Nice. But he, uh, but you know, single dad with two kids. Oh, gross. Uh, but more importantly. That sounds like a sitcom. Well, <laughs> my two dads. <laughs> My Two Dads too. Yeah, I was going to say, we're doing a reboot. Uh, so this is one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's called Asshole Neighbor. And I gave John, I said, here's a list of Joe's voices that I would like it to be done in. I suggest Truett McClure from The Simpsons. And because he didn't get back to me in time, we're going with Truett oh, McClure man. from The Simpsons. Troy McClure. Oh, so, man. So, that's so, like a wor- I,
1: I, I guess. So this is a half-assed. My voices are all half-assed. You can hear me through most of them. This is probably my worst voice. Would you like me to do my
0: McClure <laughs> <impression?
1: And> Your <laughs> Phil Harvin impersonation. A little, a little so this is Asshole Neighbor is read by Troy McClure in like 50 quotation marks. Sugar-coated, half-assed, and make-believe are all the things I knew you'd say. Passing out face first on the trampoline. I know it looks pretty bad. But those asshole neighbors are trying to take me away from you, moving targets behind the fence that never speak. And if you want to, then I'd love to take you home. Not here. We can sit around for hours paralyzed. You got what you expect from a fantasy. And does it read like a country song? I wondered how long you've been standing there. Do you think you can help me up? But those asshole neighbors are trying to take me away from you, moving targets behind the fence that never speak. And if you want to, then I'd love to take you home. Not here. We can sit around for hours paralyzed. The last time I told you to change the locks. The first chance you'd get to call the cops. And I've wasted enough of your time. And I've wasted enough of your time. And I've wasted enough of your time. And I've wasted enough of your time.
0: Not a dry eye in the house. Or ass. That, 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 that is seriously right up there with your It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. You, you, don't know, like, you, know?
1: you think it's that bad?
0: I think it's that oh. gold.
1: All righty. So what now? Are we end the podcast?
0: Yeah, we'll get a little fundraising. Okay. Because I either don't have any money from what I lost in the Super Bowl, which is my will to live, or uh, I spent it all
1: on Cheetos. Um, this is our defunct sponsor of... Uh, the week.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I can get my own lunch. Don't eat our new circus-o's. They're only for kids. Right.
1: Have fun. Here we go. Kids won't really mind if I eat their circus-o's.
2: Hey, an elephant. Monkeys. <laughs> Clothes. I <feel. laughs> Whoa. We're well, hot. What did you eat?
0: Os. New circus O's, a circus
2: hello.
0: All right. So, sport, before we get into the great Patriots victory, have you followed what the good people at Pepsi Cola have been doing all week in Atlanta? No. Atlanta, as we all know,
1: or hot Atlanta, uh, as I like to, you know,
0: say to. Don't people. you want to punch people yes, actually say that? Right. Uh, but Atlanta is the home of racism and Coca-Cola. They, they have literally the Coke plant down there. I forget what it's called, but uh, Pepsi Plantation. No, <laughs> but the Coke plant, and that's that's their home base. And they have a oh Coke like a Six Flags type, like a tour, a history of Coke museum, and all these things. It is a Coke town, beginning to end.
1: Not Pe- like New York City in the seventies, am I right, baby? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pepsi's rolled into town and has spent so much money on billboards everywhere you can see. And at the Coke factory, they have a like two story, like, statue to the founder of Coke holding out an old fashioned, you know, glass of Coke. Um, the pepsi people built a scale exact replica of their founder brought it to the campus and put it face to face clinking glasses <laughs> and took pictures it's all over social media i'll post it and uh coke people not that pleased <laughs> like oh. literally had security like throw the bums out um but there are signs and they there's more billboards pepsi has taken out more billboards than any other single advertiser all around Atlanta in the state. Like, guess who's in town? Wow! And Pepsi is the official drink sponsor of the NFL. So it's not like the NFL is upset or, you know. Right. I
1: mean, you know, it's... We're
0: we're saying, well, no, you can't put that signage... At our pavilions and at our NFL experience and, our, and every so they, it was. It's just been a fun little side story.
1: I heard that restaurants or bars at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium were told to hide the Coke, and not in 1970s New York style, baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like literally, because the NFL is rolling in with the Super Bowl. Like they were, you know, told we can't, we cannot serve coca-cola until this all i told you
0: i was shooting something that we were going to shoot um at an nfl stadium for an artist a few years ago and the guidelines that the nfl gave were pretty extensive they were okay with their logos their players their empires the stadium everything the only things they were literally worried about is the show that we were shooting a, a pilot for tlc that if if TLC's beer advertisers conflicted with the in-stadiums. Mm. And so if you were shooting the artist, you couldn't have... They didn't want the paid advertisers' billboards being in the shots because, you know... You have to blur it out. Right. Or, and, and they, but, they no, more importantly, they didn't want those advertisers calling them saying, why the fuck am I spending X millions of dollars to advertise inside that stadium and I'm home watching, you know, a competitive beer commercial, like, you know, airing, you know, and you know in between all the commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. So they were more worried about that. No, but I did think it's a... Uh, Control level epic by uh, by Pepsi.
1: Well, good for you, Pepsi. Um, you are the choice of a new generation.
0: So I will I will not go down this rabbit hole. I will keep it short. I get in the car the other Can morning. You even fit in a rabbit hole at this point? I um, how big's a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say if it was like an Easter bunny hole, or I'm trying to think of a, a big rabbit,
1: like a Harvey. That's yes, a, yeah.
0: yes, yes. I could fit down that hole. Right. Uh, grease me up. Whether I'm going down a hole, grease me up. Okay. Um, so I, I was going to New York the other day. Literally pulled into the gas station and the uh, dummy light went on. The two of my tire pressures were low, and so I had to go in and get changed to use the air machine because air costs money. Air ain't free, baby. Mm. Air ain't free. I'm not pressurized air. And I and I said to the guy, you know, who's making the change wearing Patriot garb like I was, and I'm like, hey, you want to call Goodell and tell him that my tires are a little low because of the drop in temperature? Which opened up a quick conversation. An older gentleman, is like, "Goes, dude, you can't worry about that shit. Goes, and, and then he just went on a quick little thing, goes, the Celtics from the 60s when they were winning eight championships in 11 and 13 years Red Auerbach was the biggest cheater in the history of sports. The Montreal Canadiens were always the big, and, and as soon as he said the Canadians, I'm like, oh my god! the The rumor always was the deflated pucks. Canadians net. I mean, how think about this? So almost every goal that you ever see hits the crossbar of the pipe. Yeah, that's an inch different from being a goal. The difference between the goal. And technically, not a shot on net. If it hits the crossbar of the pipe, it's not considered a shot on net. Um, so, the rumor for decades was that the Montreal Canadiens' net that they defended two periods was an inch shorter and an inch narrower. So, for two periods, you know, so one period they had to shoot on a, on a smaller net than the. And the visiting team had to shoot on the smaller net twice. That was the rumor for decades. And when the guy said that, I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, the whole – even in the 50s, the Yankees were cheaters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like – you know what, old man? Thank you. Because, you know, I'm like, I feel a lot better. Last about five minutes before I listen to more sports radio. But it's true. It's just... You got to sh- lay off the sports radio, man. Sh- no, I can't. Uh, well, you know what? By the time this podcast <laughs> airs, I'm either doing nothing but listening to it or complete media blackout. I heard. I heard uh, that. But no, it was interesting, you know, to, to have somebody... who I wasn't around during the, the, the Red Hour back real Haiti. I was in the 80s, but it's true. Growing up, And whether he did it or not, there used to be all these stories that they would put the visiting teams in like tiny locker rooms or turn the heat off or the opposite, turn the heat on in like June
2: Sweltering. and
0: stuff like that. Like all these little games um, when the teams were the visiting teams would have the court to practice, like they would blow a fuse and not be able to turn the lights on and stuff like well, that.
1: Well, I mean, I think he went too far when he put the glass at the rim on <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, you know, not acceptable.
0: Um, and you and I are big fans of barstool sports, or I'm a little nah, more. Yeah.
1: it's too dude, bro. It me. is
0: too dude, bro but there are some elements I like, like yeah. the Deportes have been arrested f- for protesting Deflate Gate, right? And I, didn't he get thrown out again he, this year? Well, he had a fake ID and badge, and he got in. Uh, and they, that'll get you thrown they out. Want to technically arrest him because, it, it, like he did his his own post. Getting thrown out, interviewed, like they detained him for a couple hours because they didn't want the media circus that would come with having to. Right. He's looking to play a martyr. Yeah. He wants that so badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is great. It's great that a couple years ago when the whole Barstool Link started and they threw them out of the Super Bowl and Comedy Central swooped right in and said, We'll give you a half hour every night of Super Bowl week. And they literally gave them their own show. You know what
1: I'm noticing about you? Uh, as much as you hate MAGA trolls, you love every other troll that's out there, whether it be Pepsi or Portnoy or, you know, any other dick. Anybody that's acting like a complete fucking dick that isn't for
0: Donald Trump. Would I like Bill Belichick if he was a coach of any other team? No.
1: You would be the biggest cheater on the planet.
0: But he's our biggest cheater on the planet. How about, like, all the all the hockey players I love? Like... Marchant on the Bruins, the biggest douchebag in hockey. I love the guy. Like, but seriously, Donald Trump
1: is our president. I'm just
0: watching the blood
1: rush out of your eyeballs right now. Those are tears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I can see you you making that thing.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I know. Hey, look, this is a gray area we sort of tread in. You know we we uh, we like uh, we like what we like. And um, that's it, I guess. You know, we don't, um, we don't just, dis- I guess,
0: I guess you do discriminate. So, so, so I like trolls that, like, you know, one giant company trolling another giant company, not maybe one. Festering hole trolling hardworking people at the airport who already have a really tough job who had to do their jobs for five weeks without getting paid. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, there's ge- a difference I there, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a difference. Or Dave
0: Portnoy big... trolling Roger Goodell, you know what I mean? Are you, yeah, are you, you know, for all the pro Goodell people they're, out there, they're punching up, right? Thank you, I like that. Punching down, uh, um, I
1: get it now, it's a profit deal, <laughs> takes the pressure off,
0: <laughs> uh. Wow, you really want to be accurate. Um, okay, so now, now before we get into uh, Flora's favorite part of the week, which is the random video game review of the week, have you played any games this week? Any new uh, things happening? And
1: I Casa actually Luenco? no. I, I beat Zelda 2 again uh, for the uh, Nintendo uh, Entertainment 100% System. 100% it? Uh, no, because there is a second playthrough, and I haven't finished the second playthrough.
0: Why are we doing this podcast now? Right.
1: You could So, it, because it's available on the Nintendo Online service on the Switch. So, I have all of these games, and I, I
0: finally had time to read.
1: Exactly. I had time now. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. So, with all of these games at my disposal, what do I go to? The tried and true games that I played when I was, you know, 10 years old.
0: Why do you call ex-girlfriends every time you get dumped? Because you know the path to the least resistance.
1: So I played Zelda 2 on the Switch, which was originally for Nintendo, and uh, I'm starting Mega Man 11, which came out you know a couple of months ago, also for the Switch. And uh, eh, it's all right. So uh, aside from that, um, nothing else matters.: um, Well, anyone can see. <laughs> nothing really matters. matters. Nothing, Nothing really,
0: really matters, matters to me. The absolute best epic rap battle in history is Frank Sinatra.
1: And Freddie for, Mercury. For, oh, awesome. it
0: is. I'm going to go watch as soon as we're done. Yes. Um,
1: so. What do you so going to do random? Uh, yeah. No, no. Oh, what are you going to do, do random.
0: Random. I'm going to do a review. <laughs> if I may, 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 may I have the floor for just doing this is your thing, but maybe... Shine the spotlight over here because I don't get to talk that much.
1: No. (laughs) Let me just... uh, Hold on. Let me turn the spotlight.
0: I'm going to give a review in detail about the first half hour of Resident Evil 2, which is all I've got to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our very good friend, uh, Chris, um, who did our Resident Evil sideshow, texts me, as I'm driving back from New York yesterday, did you start playing Resident Evil 2 yet? I'm like... I knew the demo was out. Has a game come out? It goes came out today. Uh, I didn't pull over to the next closest GameStop, but I go buy one that's near the house. And before I got to the humble abode, um, yes, I picked it up. And the lady behind the counter, you know, nice young girl, like just trying to be helpful, asks like, you know, do you want to buy the DLC for this? So I'm like, do you want me to punch you in the face? Of course I do.
1: Do you have to take it that far? I, I didn't. <laughs>
0: okay. I said... That'd be great, please So she rang me up
1: And then she said, do you need help to the door, old man? (laughs) You know, the door hit your ass on the way out Do you need me to call the ride for you? (laughs) The ride is a uh, an elderly transport service for by, run by the local MBTA. You, you don't
0: think our rider, our listeners know that? No, talking to you, John. <laughs> and so we, um, I get home, pop it in. I didn't say anything to the boys until it was all loaded because you get all excited. I've learned that before. The new game, the new phone books here. The new phone books here. I wish I could get that excited over nothing. Nothing, (laughs) um, but you load in a game and it takes like an hour to load because these games are so massive. Um, and then I called him downstairs and we did, we went through it, and it is, uh, and and like you know, I said to uh, Chip Boy upstairs, I'm like, hey, you need to lose to 10 pounds, which he's dead if he does, (laughs) you know. Uh, I do. If you want to lose 10 pounds, play a little Resident Evil 2. It will scare 10 pounds of shit out of you within the first half hour.
1: I've played the original Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation, and I couldn't get through the first half hour of the game because I was playing it wrong. Uh, I didn't know that you don't have to attack every zombie that comes at you. That the, Probably the best um, way to do it is to maneuver your way through the zombies, pick up the shotgun, and then, you know go on your merry way. Now, there is a uh, a secret at the beginning of the game, where if you go through the first couple of screens, this is the original Resident Evil 2, you don't pick up the shotgun, and you go all the way, you know, as, you know, there's like the bus, and you go further than that, there's like a secret zombie, like a special zombie, that appears only if you don't pick up the shotgun. But you have to like go past him, grab a weapon, and then come back, and then you know, blow them away. Um, then you you unlock um, something in the in the locker room or the in the the lot. You know what I'm talking about? There's not like a, yet. I don't, I'm not. Oh, I'm, okay. in, I'm in
0: the police station. In the
1: police station, there's like a locker that that you can't get access to unless you have the special key. You right. get the special key by killing the special zombie, and you don't get to the special zombie or you don't see him. You see, there's like this. Uh, I guess this sort of stretch of corridor that's sort of empty. If you play the normal way and it's like, wow, there's just like an empty corridor here. But if you don't, if you just go straight there, don't pick up the shotgun, there's a special zombie Um, and kill him, get a special key. Then you unlock the cabinet at the police station, uh, the locker, and they're like, you know, a special jacket you can wear, uh, that kind of thing. Um, There's all these little, there's tons of Easter eggs in the original Resident Evil 2. And I think the remake is pretty faithful to those Easter eggs.
0: So the term you were looking for is spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) Nah, whatever. I ain't spoiling nothing.
0: Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm committed to not jumping ahead and not, because that's one of the things. I I don't know how many times I beat Resident Evil 5 before you find things out like that. It's like, okay, you know, one of the trophies is you have to collect, there's like 50 different kinds of jewels, but three of them you can only get in one place and you have to, you would do what you wouldn't think you would ever want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know, exactly that. It's like run past the bad guy, jump on this, jump on this, grab whatever and then get out of there. And of all the I mean, Chris is a really smart kid. We've done a lot of projects together, but the most helpful thing he's ever done in any project is tell me, run. Right? Like that is Run far. Just just run as fast as you can. Like fight as few zombies as you have to,
1: because you have to conserve your weapon right. and your ammunition. Rather, and yeah. S- and cardio. So, oh, speaking of which, have you seen the poster? Since we're talking about zombies, Zombie Land Two. Oh, really? Yes. There's uh, like a new, cardio. Yeah. Double the, tap. Uh, it, uh, double tap is the uh, subtitle. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they done the uh, they did the poster and it, it's them in the same exact pose as the original poster now. And it's uh, Zombie Land 2 or Zombie Land Double Tap. Any regrets? Well, maybe Garfield. <laughs> See you on the other side, Ray.
0: I, I, I saw Eddie Van Halen at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, how was he? He was a zombie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: got to watch that movie again. That was such a good movie.
0: It really, it really, I forget, like a couple zombie things came out around the same time and it didn't get completely lost in well, the and, shovel. Right,
1: because I had Shaun of the Dead. And then you had Zombieland. There was
0: Zombieland, shot of the Dead. There's a third one I'm not thinking of that was uh, in around the same thing. Oh,
1: was it about the boyfriend who was like a zombie? Like
0: Adventureland or something? Uh,
1: Adventureland was just the Eisenberg, but that had nothing to do with zi- uh, zombies. I'm
0: trying to think. E- either way, it's right. it's great. It's worth, it's worth a second few. But there is a sequel few.
1: coming out, so we.
0: So what I, by next week's show, I will either have played Resident Evil 50, 60 hours, maybe not have 100% of the game, or barely played at all because I'm watching Super Bowl highlights until my eyeballs fall out. And even Brady calls and says, all right, Chuck, enough.
1: Yeah, right. I, I get it.
0: I'm you, great. You, Go to bed.
1: you were staking out a spot on the parade
0: route. Right. I've only done that one parade. Right, and for the Bruins. And that was uh, June 11th.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: It was a really nice day. Yeah. It was a Saturday. Hey, maybe global warming will grant you a <laughs> wish. Okay, now with that malarkey out of the way, now it is time
1: for... This malarkey, the random video game review of the week, brought to you by loserishness. <laughs> so Jacques's going over to my wall, and I'm going to pretend to talk like an articulate person, but I ain't. He grabbed a game off the Nintendo wall, and it's Mega Man 4. All right. Woo! Woo! What a great game this is. No, I mean, why, why are you going back? Oh, he's going to get the book from Pat Contry, the ultimate Nintendo NES guide, whatever. Mega Man 4, this is a good entry of the Mega Man series. I was playing Mega Man 11 recently. Mega Man 11 is frustrating, and it's, it, it's not as good as the original Mega Man games. A lot of people who like the Mega Man games from Nintendo the Nintendo era, the original Mega Man games, like Mega Man's 1, 2, and 3, and then think that 4, 5, and 6 may not have necessarily need to have been made. Uh, I disagree. Mega Man 4 is... It, it adds um, it adds some... Uh, I don't know. It's more of the same. What am I talking about? It's more of the same, but it's good music. If you like that chiptune kind of stuff, which nobody does except me and my son. And um, it's just... Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the details of Mega Man Four because they all kind of blend together after the third one. But um, you, you you get uh, you get more weapons. If you've ever played a Mega Man game, Mega Man is you're a robot who was made by a good doctor called Doctor Light, and his evil partner Doctor Wily when made these rogue robots that were going to take over the world. And all the rogue robots have their Attributes like one of the you know uh, the one of them would be called Iceman and the other one called Fireman, and you know they all have man at the end of their names, and uh, you defeat them in their world, each of them has their own little world you uh, as Mega Man run around blowing up robots with your phaser gun um, and then when you defeat the boss, you obtain their weapon, and so now you can shoot fireballs and ice crystals and whatever uh, so Mega Man four has. Each each game has eight bosses. Mega Man 4 has another eight bosses. And then you defeat Dr. Wily again, and you throw him in jail again. And then he gets out, you know, like the Joker. He can't keep him down. He's out there making And he somehow gets funding for eight more robots for the next game. <laughs> I don't know, like, if he has a super
0: pack or something where he just— <laughs> That dark money comes Yeah, in. that's yeah. where the dark money comes I'm in. I'm guessing it's the Koch brothers.
1: yeah. Or oh, the Pepsi Brothers. So let's look here <laughs> and see what Pat Contry has to say. Oh, four-star game. Nah, I like it. I mean, all of these Mega Man games have four
0: stars. I, I, actually, I was just looking. One has 4. Right. Two has five. Yeah, Mega Man 2 is considered the best. And three has four and a half.
1: Yeah. Mega Man 2 is considered the best because it's just the... If you grew up playing these games, the music for Mega Man 2, is, it just sticks in your head and it it... it added leaps and bounds over the original. It's kind of like Empire Strikes Back to Star Wars. Like, Star Wars was great, but Empire was fucking great. Um, Anyways, Mega Man 4. What does he say? Robotic Mega Man must face the villainous Dr. Cossack. That's right. There's, like, this Russian doctor. Remember
0: when Russians used to be the bad guy? Yeah,
1: back in the old days, and his robot minions in this sequel. Mega Man uses his rusty Mega Buster to blast enemies on the side-scrolling platforming levels. This time out, the Buster can be charged. By holding B for a much more powerful blast. That's right. That's what made this. But well, this was a turning point in the Mega Man legacy. So you know, it's a good. It's a. It's a really good game. Um, I don't know how you can play it nowadays. Oh no, you, you know what you can do. You can do. come over here. <laughs> you can come here, or you can pick up the Mega Man Legacy Collection, which is on the Switch and PS4 and all that stuff. You can, pl- or you can come over
2: here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just
1: live in my basement. I don't care. I need a friend. All right. So that's Mega Man Four, kinda. Uh, and then how much would I pay for it? Who knows? No, I do. And, and uh, I'm i uh like a guess. I'm gonna say this is a pretty popular uh, it's as the Mega Man games went on, like Mega Man's four, five, and six became more rare because they weren't uh, they were later in the lifespan of the Nintendo, so their collectability has gone up. I'm gonna say four cartridge alone, probably a twenty dollar game. You're, yeah.
0: I mean I'm yeah, that's, that's the lowest I found it. Yeah, eighteen bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I found a case. Just for nine bucks, just the case right. alone, yeah. you know, for, for nine bucks. Yeah, yeah So seventeen ninety nine plus five bucks shipping. So you, you know, you're pretty much right on there. Yeah, you know. So the
1: only game I'm missing from the original Mega Man six games are is Mega Man six
0: for the Nintendo. Uh, why? Why are we even doing this? Why aren't we? I need the that find sponsor stores. money,
1: baby. That's why
0: <laughs> we're running another one. Um. Uh, all right. Are you watching anything this week? What? 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 What, have, what has been taking your eyeballs?
1: What have I been watching? Um. I don't know, just my
0: life passed before my eyes. You? Uh, I could not more highly recommend... Watching the recap shows on NFL Network, the previous five Super Bowl wins by the Patriots. Snore. They have all the recaps, but I I, I, I'm more inclined to watch a certain five over (laughs) and over. It's like a big set that just keeps knitting and knitting. That's my Pee Wee Herman. I apologize. Uh, I'm glad you did that, Pee Wee Herman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so but, good for but you But that's you're, it dude no, nothing else. I, like, I right. haven't
0: I haven't nothing.
1: I regret asking you what
0: you were watching this week. And I might have a full recap oh, of something
1: else. I did know. I know now, uh, now uh, hey, John right. uh, the final uh, ten episodes or eight episodes of Kimmy Schmidt. It's the final season. Like they so they finally released it. I bur- I pinched them uh, them. I've binged them all and I laughed out loud a lot
0: little guy the older little guy was watching this this week so it was on in the background and i caught a bit and it's fucking funny. i've never seen it and not thought this is pretty good
1: it's it's dirty rock but it's right. it's the same same exact kind of stuff and it's just like their jokes about television and the industry are like and new york are just like so like tv nerd oriented you know like they're just and like even the throwaway gags are like you know there's no way that they didn't work you know, twenty hours writing that right. that that gem of a joke. Um, they they can't just keep shitting this stuff out.
0: And what is the actual name of the show? The, the it, Unbreakable it's
1: Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And yeah, it's um it's a great. It, there's a part where like I was like, wow. Like, there's a puppet dick involved in, in one of the episodes because this Sesame Street puppet named Mr. Frumpus. It's Sesame Street adjacent. Okay. It's not really Sesame okay. Street. This Sesame Street more type like Q Avenue, Avenue Q, right, right. But it's like it's a show that's like Sesame Street that's been on for fifty years. But he has like Harvey Weinstein allegations against him, you know, for <laughs> molesting, you know, actors who worked with him on the show. So and it's a puppet.
0: There's a dick puppet.
1: No, it's a pu- no. It's a puppet. Puppet. Who you you see you like, see his dick. Yes, you see his dick. It's just like he he comes on to one of the main characters on the show. And see
0: where our president is a puppet that is a dick. and, so it's and
1: it was lying. orange. And oh, of orange.
0: that's great. Yeah.
1: Anyways, and by great I mean, <laughs> mean. <laughs> go watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt if you want to laugh. Dick puppets. If you like to laugh at dick at puppet dick. Now it's not a dick puppet. It's, it's a, pup- a no. I get it. A, I, a puppet dick. Puppet no, dick.
0: No. See, they can't see the pantomime.
1: <laughs> <Dick>. <laughs> um, this is more for you. Here's a puppet. Here's, here's a, dick. a dick. Yes. Now a dick puppet. (laughs) Later.
0: Uh, Parenting tip: Uh, Marry somebody who's a better parent. Who goes out of town and lets your buddies come over and hang out, but you don't (laughs) tell your buddies. (laughs) Fail, Joe.
1: Fail. I figured you were knee deep in the in in the shit that is your life right now, and I, I, I you know. Oh, didn't you have stuff to do this week? Didn't? You, weren't you driving around, uh, you gallivanting one
0: day in New York and back? Uh, okay,
1: but. well, you know, uh, aren't you running faulty towers over there? <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> you judge. know, aren't you Basil faulty for the, you know, for the uh, flowery
0: twats, <laughs>
1: <laughs> flowery twats? Uh, um, anyways,
0: so so my, my my parenting tip is like, you know, to do father stuff together, like like like. The Patriots mean a lot to me. I don't know if that's ever come across. And, man, I would like my boys to at least pretend to have an interest for a second. Um, And it's been a battle. You know, it's been a battle worth fighting to the point where I've told the youngest one, you know, to get him not only to watch the game, but to really be invested, to really focus, to really scream at each and every play like his life depended on it. Is uh, if the Patriots win, he can take a day off school next week. Now, it's February in Boston. (laughs) There's a good chance there's a snow day coming up. I think there's a whole week
1: off in February, if I'm not mistaken.
0: But, but, you know, for like two months he's been asking. He just wants to take a day off now and then. And you know what? In the words of Ferris Bueller, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? No, that's... That's risky business. That's Sometimes if you,
1: you got to stop and smell the roses sometimes because life moves, life comes at you pretty fast. If you don't stop and smell the roses sometimes, it, no, life comes at you pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you might miss it.
0: So that's, that's Ferris Bueller. And then risky business is sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? So I'm going to let him take a day off anyways. But that will get him invested into watching the game with Papa.
1: You know who else had snow days? Snowflakes, 1970s, New York City, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, why do I have to go on grinder when I have love right here? <laughs> Grinders <What>? <laughs> for. <laughs> anyway, what's our closing
1: song? Are we done here?
0: Oh uh, yeah, we're done. Um, I think our closing song should be, let's say, just randomly off the top of my head. Maybe go with "Asshole Neighbor" oh. by Five Head. Oh. sung by Troy McClure or by Fivehead? If I could get John to send me the tracks (laughs) and and put your vocals in, honestly. Yeah, just send me the right. I I, I think he'd be very happy. But for this week, we'll go out with this version.
1: Okay, so here's Fivehead, Asshole Neighbor, Take It Away, Boys.
0: First of all, please don't forget...